So it's that time of year where everybody's excited, excited uh, perhaps if it's your first child going to school, the excitement is even greater. But it, it applies to every little one that starts this 12-year journey. But then there's also those who go to high school and uh, the sort of pressures that that brings about or maybe just changing schools, moving from one school to another and the impact that those sort of moves would have on children. So when we talk about how parents prepare their children for school, what sort of aspects should they be taking into consideration? I guess the first aspect is for us to understand that preparing a child for school it's not necessarily doesn't necessarily stop at grade one. You actually prepare your child for the whole 12 years because as they change grades, also it's a different aspect of their life. But more so, we generally see it with grade ones. When you prepare the child, you will hear people saying you're going to a big school now, you know, preparing them from the grade R, whether it's a kindergarten or mm. a preschool to a grade one. And parents generally think in preparing the child for school, it's ticking the boxes, as I said earlier on. You buy your school uniform, you do, you, you buy the books, you make sure that the child is ready on time, you make sure that they've got their lunchbox. But you never actually go to the aspect of this unique person, the child, besides the, the technical aspect. And we miss points that this child is an emotional being, is a physical being, you know, is a cognitive being. And all those aspects of school readiness are not taken into consideration by parents. Uh, Basically, what we need to do is, if at all possible, the year before the child goes to school, at least around October, November, you know that your child is going to school in January. Take your child to the school that they are going to. You know, let them familiarize themselves with the day. I, I always say, I wish we had a system where we had an open day, where the child spends the whole day at the school that they are going to in grade one. And they get the atmosphere of, where am I going in future? Then from there, if you do it around October, you've got about the whole three months to emotionally prepare your child because it is an emotionally, you know, taxing context. Mm. Think of yourself as an adult when you change jobs. Tell me of an adult that changed jobs and say, ah, I'm fine. I'm just going to walk in there. It doesn't matter how confident you are. If you change context, it has got an emotional aspect in it. And I like the idea of an open day that uh, you are proposing because that inevitably will throw up certain questions uh, that the child may have and it gives you as the parent an opportunity to engage on these aspects. Yes, and I I actually even, my idea of an open day, it's even because schools can argue that we do have open days. But I'm not talking about a Saturday where you call parents to tell them. Mm. about the rules and regulations of the school because your child is coming here. I'm talking about a full day in the week where the rest of the other children are there. Then here comes this group of new grade, grade ones coming into the school who are integrated into the day system. They see what is it to, you know, it's like when we do job shadowing for the high school children mm. where they come with you to work for the whole day. So I mean a day where you can have your open day where your parents come and you update your parents. But the day in the week where the parent will drop this child for the day and the child just gets the feel of the school. And then you are able to deal with the emotional, the psychological, the physical, the cognitive parts of what the child has picked up in that one day. And I guess if that happens, we're able to solve many of those children who kick and cry and whatever on the first day. Because those are purely signs of children who are not prepared. Mm. And, and, and 
during that open day, uh, would you propose that the parents stay and observe or should they do it as they would on day one of the school year starting where they would just leave the children with the teachers? I would actually have a situation where parents who are able to stay, I know people would argue disruptions in schools, but if you think of our school system towards the end of the year, Around November, children are there because its exams are finished, the curriculum is finished. It's actually a flexi day. So if parents and children are there, there is no curriculum disturbed. So parents who are able to be there are there, but parents who are able, who cannot, we know our context, parents who cannot but are able to drop their kids, maybe with a big sister or whoever, even if it's a half day, but children are there to integrate with those that are in the school. Taking them on a Saturday, actually, the school is empty, so it's me and my parents still, mm. and the others, we are all crying. Whatever it's still a safe space, it's still the familiar same space. Familiar space. So it doesn't make much of a difference. Whereas if they are there in the week, where they can see, wow, this big boy who's a grade seven and... And yet, this is the actual world I'm going to next year. Mm. And as you say, uh, one would want to do this with minimum disruption to the actual curriculum and other activities that need to happen at the school. And as you were saying that, I thought of days when other classes may go on excursions uh, because that would mean a few empty classrooms that could also then be utilized for this purpose. That could be another option. That could be another option. So where would the parents start in having this conversation with their child? School readiness starts as early as the day you take your child for a kindergarten at three or whatever. You start preparing them for this, for for you detaching, so to say. Because after birth and whatever, the first two, three years, we are so attached to our kids, you know. And it's basically you find that in most spaces, even if when parents go back to work, the child will be left behind with the granny or with the nanny at home. So it is still... My space, this safe space. But immediately they go now to a crutch at three or so, and they start intermingling with other children. You start preparing them. But also because a crutch context gives them that safe space in a way. You know, they are not fully prepared for schooling. But as parents, you start those conversations. Especially if you've got older kids, you start involving your older kids who are at school already to talk to their younger sibling. But if this is your first child, you know, as a society, we've got family members, we've got extended family members. You will definitely, even if it's your first child, you've got your, your brother's child who's already at school. Start making this child familiar with what schooling is all about. Because the basic things that they struggle with, it's structured to start with. Mm. I mean, at Crutch, if I want to we teacher, I want to we you go to the bathroom. At school, you'll do that. The second time in 10 minutes, if you ask the teacher, says, sit down. <laughs> and if and you're not ready for starts. that, the trouble starts. If you're not ready for that, that there is structure. You cannot go to the bathroom 10 times unless you've got a medical condition. If you don't have a medical condition, you need to be trained to say there are particular times for particular things. And uh, these are the realities that uh, parents and children uh, need to contend with. So uh, the psychological aspect of it is paramount, as you say, structure. And we see it all the time where, you know, some parents are very lax in their discipline of their children. And this is something that teachers often complain about because parents would say, you know, they're, they're children. 
Yes. They, they can run around. They can run wild. And when it gets to the classroom situation where there is structure, it becomes a problem. Definitely. I have to say also as a parent too, as 21st parents, 21st century parents, we're just too busy. We are just too busy that we lose the core of the children we have. Mm. We think if we've provided the basic, you've got everything in the fridge, you've got food, you've got... So you we, sent them to the best school that yeah, money can I, I, buy. You know, I sent you to the best school, you've got the best driver that can take you to and from, you are safe. And we actually leave it ultimately to the media to teach our kids. You have all the programs that you want on TV, but we don't even see if those programs teach our children anything. Mm. So we are too busy and uh, we're trying to compensate for our absence by uh, buying uh, material things, uh, hoping to placate and fill those voids that our children are left with.